Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Susan's mother, the maid said I'd... Hello, Mother. I'm watching the parade. Mr. Gary invited me to come. 
invited me. Hello, darling. Susie told me quite a lot about you, Mr. Walker. She told me quite a lot about you, too. A man in the front apartment. Oh, that's all part of a plot, Mrs. Walker. I'm very fond of Susie, but I also want to meet you. At least you're frank. Hey, Bill Santa Claus. Don't even mention the name. Why not, Mother? That Santa Claus you see is a last-minute substitute. But why? Remember the way the janitor was last New Year's? Oh, my. Tight as an owl. I see Susan doesn't believe in Santa Claus either. That's right. She never has. Well, that's the end of the parade. Mother, I've been thinking. It's Thanksgiving, and there are only the two of us. Couldn't we invite Mr. Gailey? Well, I... Oh, uh, please don't bother. I'll, uh, I'll have a sandwich or something. But we have such a big turkey. Please, Mother, please. Oh, did I ask all right, Miss Gailey? Susie. Oh, you asked fine, Susan. Dinner's at three, Mr. Gailey. Yes, Mr. Shellhammer. You made sense for a Thanksgiving dinner, but I just had to tell you, your Santa Claus was stupendous. Well, thank you. Mr. Macy himself wants him to be our toy department Santa Claus. Well, fine. Can you hire him? I already have. Oh, he's a born salesman. I just feel it. Good. We'll talk about it in the morning. Thanks for calling, Mr. Shellhammer. Santa Claus. Morning. Now, before you go to the toy department, here's a list of toys that we we have to push. Huh? You know, things that we're overstocked on. Oh. Now, you'll find that a great many children will be undecided as to what they want for Christmas. When that happens, you immediately suggest one of these items. <laughs> you understand? I certainly do. Fine. Now, take the list, and Alfred here will show you to your throne in the toy department. And don't forget... You're working for Macy. Are you really Santa Claus? Why, of course I am. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? I want a fire engine, the real hose that squirts, real hot water, and I won't do it in the house. I'll only do it in the backyard. I promise. And I promise you will get your fire engine. You see, Mama? I told you. The kid wants a fire engine, but there isn't one to be had anywhere in town. Macy's ain't got any, Gimbal's ain't got any, nobody's got any. My feet are killing me, and you say, okay, he gets the fire engine. Yeah, but you can get those fire engines at Schoenfeld. On Lexington Avenue, only 450. Wonderful, Bob. Schoenfeld? Hey, I don't get it. Oh, I follow the toy market very closely. Macy's sending people to other stores? Are you kidding? Well, the one important thing is to make the children happy, isn't it? Whether Macy's or somebody else sells the toy, it doesn't matter. Don't you feel that way? Who, oh, me? Yeah. Oh, yes, sure. Only I didn't know Macy's did. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, who's next, please? Right this way to see Santa Claus. <laughs> All right, little girl. You're next. Oh, but of course, little girl. You want some roller skates? Well, you shall have them, too. And he has some fine skates here at Macy's, haven't you, Santa Claus? Oh, they're good skates, all right, but, but, but not quite good enough. Now, I left some really wonderful roller skates at Gimbal's. I'm sure Gimbal's had just what this good little girl wants. Mr. Shellhammer, 
I hear Mr. Shell have Now, really. Why, I believe you doubt me, Mrs. Walker. And this tops everything. 
Next of kin. Oh, Dasher, Dancer, Cracker, and Vixen. <laughs> I'm sorry to have to do this, Mr. Uh, Crinkle. But the, um, the Santa Claus we had two years ago is back in town, and I feel that we owe it to him to give him... Have I done something wrong? Oh, no. No, it's just that... Excuse me. Hello? Yeah, this is Mr. Shellham and Mrs. Walker. Drop whatever you're doing. Mr. Maisie wants to see us immediately. I'll be right up. I'm afraid I'll have to be very abrupt with you. I have to see Mr. Macy. You'll be paid for the full week, Mr. Kringle. I'll send your check to that address. No, oh. oh, come right in, Mrs. Walker, Mr. Shelley. Thank you, Mr. Macy. Now, uh, about this new policy you two initiated. Oh. Macy's Santa Claus sending customers to Gimble. But, but, but I can explain everything, Mr. Macy. You don't have to explain a thing. Uh, look, look at my desk. Forty-two telegrams and over 500 phone calls. Grateful parents expressing undying gratitude to Macy's department store. Would you... Oh, you don't say. Yes. And from now on, not only will our Santa Claus continue in this manner, but every salesperson in the entire store. You... You mean if we haven't got what the customer asked for, we... We're to send him where he can get it. No more high-pressuring and forcing a customer to take something he doesn't really want. I, I, I think that's wonderful, Mr. Macy. Yes, yes. We'll be known as, uh, as the helpful store, the, uh, the friendly store. The store that places public service ahead of profits. And consequently, we'll make more profits than ever. Now, as for you, Mrs. Walker, Mr. Shellhammer, you'll find a more practical expression of my gratitude in your Christmas on. Oh, thank oh, you, Mr. Macy. Thank you. Oh, and... Uh, and tell that wonderful Santa Claus I won't forget him either. Well, as a matter of fact, I'll tell him myself in the morning. Well, yes, indeed, Mr. Mason. Good night. Good night. Uh, good night, Mr. Mason. Uh, and thank you again, sir. Uh, oh, 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 imagine a bonus. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Mr. Shellhammer, I... I just fired him. You just fired oh, oh. Santa Claus! Oh, no! Well, you couldn't have! Oh, I did! He's crazy, Mr. Shellhammer. He really thinks he is Santa Claus! I don't care if he thinks he's the Easter Bunny! Find him! It was a frantic few hours that Doris spent last night rushing out to the Brooks Memorial Home in Long Island and assuring Chris Kringle that Macy's wanted him back as Santa Claus. So Chris is again presiding over the crowded toy department, while in her office, Doris and Mr. Shellhammer... Don't you understand, Mr. Shellhammer? That old man with the nice white whiskers insists that he is Santa Claus. He's out of his mind. He might even be dangerous. I've got to tell Mr. Macy. But maybe he's only a little balmy. Anyway, you can't be sure until he's examined. We'll send him to Mr. Sawyer. Sawyer? In personnel. He's paid to examine employees, isn't he? Uh, and now, by the way, what do you think of this? What is it? A full-page ad. Macy's is running in tomorrow's newspaper. Macy's is running it? But it's all about the other stores, Jules and Sam. I know, I know. Mr. Macy's idea to help our customers find what they want. <sighs> Revolting, isn't it? <laughs> that Santa Claus certainly has started something. Well, I'll get hold of him in his lunch hour and send him up to Mr. Sawyer. Oh, then that's your own beard, eh? Oh, yes. Uh, 
Interesting complex in back of that. Why do you carry a cane? Oh, I always carry a cane, Mr. Sawyer. Well, that is when I wear street clothes. I carved this cane out of a runner from one of my old sleighs. What's that? What's With that? With a fine, solid silver top. Who was the first president of the United States? Oh, give me a difficult one. Like who was vice president under James Monroe? I am conducting this examination. Well, the answer is Daniel D. Tompkins. You're a... You're rather a nervous man, aren't you? Do <laughs> you get enough sleep? My personal habits are no concern of yours. What hand am I holding up? Right hand. How many fingers do you see? Three. Oh, dear, and you bite your nails, too. Stand up. Feet together, arms extended. Muscular coordination test? Oh, I've seen dozens of those tests. Mr. Sawyer, are you happy at home? That will be all, Mr. Kringle. The examination is over. Thank you. And it may interest you to know that I have been happily married for 22 years. Very happily married. Delighted to hear it. Goodbye, Mr. Sawyer. Miss Prawn. Yes, sir? Get Mrs. Walker on the phone. Yes, sir. But your wife, Mr. Sawyer, she's called four times already. Tell her I'd be back, wife, to shut up and mind her own business. Here's Mrs. Walker, sir. Hello? I was just going to call you, Mr. Sawyer. There's a Dr. Pierce stopping by this afternoon at three. Who is Dr. Pierce? He's a physician at the Brooks home. I thought we might discuss Mr. Kringle's case with him. There's hardly any point in discussing it, Mrs. Walker. Obviously, the old man should be discharged. Imagination is a place 
all by itself. Now, you've heard of the French nation and the British nation. Well, this is the imagination. Very interesting place, too. Yeah. How, how would you like to be able to make snowballs in summertime, eh? Or to be the Statue of Liberty in the morning and in the afternoon fly south with a flock of geese? I'm quite sure I'd like it, but... Oh, it's very simple. Anyway, the next time they play zoo, you can be a monkey. But I don't know how to be a monkey. Yeah. Oh, I'll show you. First, you bend over a little, like uh, like this, see? Now, let your arms hang loose, see, like this. Like this? Yeah, that's fine. Fine. Now, put your hand over here and start scratching, see? see? <laughs> oh, that, that's excellent, Susie. Yes. That's as fine a bit of scratching as I've ever seen. <laughs> now, now, Susie, now start chattering. Chattering? Mm-hmm. That's it. Listen. <laughs> see? That's it. And keep scratching, see? Now, then, we'll do it together, eh? Come on. Chatter and scratch and scratch and chatter. Yeah, that's fine, Susan. You're doing beautifully.
Jane. Thank you, Mr. Macy. I've just heard something very exciting. You have? Well, let me tell you something very exciting. Our policy of being kind to customers has tripled our sales. Now, what do you think of that? It's <laughs> wonderful, Mr. Macy. And Gimbal thinks it's wonderful, too. Gimbal's? Gimbal's are adopting the same policy. Well, is that so? And it gives me an idea. As long as Gimbal's are doing the same thing, why not some pictures for the newspapers?
same old test. Except this time, you failed to pass them. Now, Chris, you failed deliberately. Why? Because I had great hopes, Fred. I had a feeling that... Mrs. Walker was beginning to believe in me, and now... Now I discover she was only humoring me all the time. But this wasn't Dora's idea at all. Mr. Sawyer had you sent here before she even knew about it. Why didn't she come to me? Explain things. Well, because she didn't want to hurt you. No. But it's not just Mrs. Walker. Take Mr. Sawyer. Contemptible, dishonest, deceitful... Normal, I don't want it. But you just can't think of yourself. What happens to you matters to a lot of other people. People like me who believe in what you stand for. And people like, well, like Susie. We're just beginning. Chris, you're letting us down. Huh? Well, maybe you're right. Of course you're right. I ought to be ashamed of myself. Let's get out of here. Now, wait a minute. You flunked your mental examination, but good. Oh, yes, so I did. Well, you're a lawyer. You fix it. Hey, hey, now, look. I won't let you down, and you won't let me down. Now, Chris, take it easy. Look, uh, there'll have to be a hearing. If you're going to be committed, it's got to be before a judge. Well? Well, if I can do anything at all, it'll have to be in that courtroom. Sit tight, Chris. I'll get an idea. <laughs> I'll have to. <laughs> I certainly did, Mr. Sawyer. I brought my family to the toy department to see our Santa Claus. And our Santa Claus isn't there. He's in Bellevue. Yes. Yes, he is, Mr. Mason. Because he's a lunatic. Yes, sir. Lunatic. Lunatic, my foot. Now, you listen to me, Sawyer. You get that case dropped right away, or you'll have another lump to match the one he gave you. But it's out of my hands. Mr. Kringle goes to court in the morning. All right. Just see that he's back in the toy department by afternoon. Now, get out of here. Oh, uh, Miss Gailey. Miss Gailey. Yes. I've been looking all over for you. I'm Mr. Sawyer. Oh, so you're Sawyer. Yes. I, I was just speaking to the court clerk, and he said you represent Mr. Kringle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I represent Mr. Macy. Then I'll see you in court. Yes, well, that's what I wanted to speak to you about. Mr. Macy would like to drop the whole case right now. You see, we are most anxious to avoid any publicity. No publicity, huh? Mm, that's very interesting. Then you will cooperate. You know something, Mr. Sawyer? You have just given me the idea that I've been searching well, for. Sure. I'm going to win this case. I'm going to have to have public opinion and plenty of it. And publicity is just the way to do it. No, no, Mr. Gailey. at these newspapers, Chris. Here, Evening Dispatch. Doctors doubt sanity of Santa who launched goodwill campaign. Oh, my. Daily Bulletin. Macy's Santa Claus to have lunacy hearing. Uh, what's this one? Uh, New York Express. Is Chris Kringle crazy? Hawk <laughs> case coming. Kiddies cry calamity. You've driven the United Nations clear back to page five. <laughs> But get a good night's sleep, Chris. We go before Judge Harper at 10 tomorrow morning. For a few weeks, a jolly elderly gentleman named Chris Kringle has been working minor miracles 
as Macy Santa Claus. But now his sanity has been seriously questioned. And in a crowded courtroom, Judge Harper listens patiently as the assistant district attorney summons Chris to the witness stand. Now, this is not a trial, Mr. Kringle. It's just a hearing, so you don't have to answer any questions. Now then, sir, where do you live, please? Well, it seems to me that's what this hearing will decide, won't it? Uh, Mr. Kringle, do you believe that you are Santa Claus? Of course I do. That's all, Your Honor. The state rests this case. Well, Mr. Uh, Your Honor, Mr. Merrick contends my client is not sane because he believes he is Santa Claus. An entirely logical conclusion. Anyone who thinks he's Santa Claus is crazy. Your Honor, you believe yourself to be Judge Harper, yet no one questions your sanity because you are Judge Harper, do they? Mr. Kringle is the subject of this sanity hearing. Not I. <laughs> well, Your Honor, I intend to prove that Mr. Santa Claus... Mr. Mara, I thought you said this was a cut-and-dry sanity hearing. Well, I thought it was, Your Honor. Uh, in view of Mr. G... I'll have to retire back to adjourn to... eating my dinner. Who's been subpoenaed? Well, how do you think I feel about it? Yes, I'll see you tomorrow. Who is that, dear? R.H. Macy has been subpoenaed. Oh, ma. They make me look like a sadistic monster who likes nothing better than to drown pussycats and tear wings off of butterflies. Quiet, dear. Tommy's still awake. Oh, oh, yes. yes. It would break his heart if he knew what he's doing. I'm doing my job as assistant district attorney. Well, I'm not so sure, but that I agree with him. Mr. Kringle looks like a very nice old man, and I don't persecute him. I am not persecuting him. I'm prosecuting him, dear. <laughs> I like to, but there's nothing I can do about it. You know something, Thomas? Sometimes I wish I'd married a, a plumber. Well, if I lose this case very much, R.H. Macy, huh? I wonder what he's going to pull tomorrow. Me. See what I mean? 
If you rule there is no Santa Claus, you better start looking for that chicken farm right now. I'm the responsible judge. How can I seriously rule that there is a Santa Claus? Because up until if you... This radar button, they don't hang up their toys. They're supposed to be in those stockings. Nice them. The toy manufacturers have to lay off them. By now, you've got the AFL and the CO against you. And they're going to say it with votes, see? Oh, and the department stores are going to love you, too. Yes, sir, Henry. And what about the Salvation Army? they got a Santa Claus on every street corner, and they're taking a lot of money to help the poor. But you go ahead, Henry. You go in there and rule that there isn't any Santa Claus. But if you do, you can count on getting just two votes. Your own and that district attorney's out there. One vote, Charlie. He, he's a Republican. <laughs> Santa Claus seems to be largely a matter of opinion. The tradition of American justice demands a broad and unprejudiced view of such a controversial matter. But your honor, this court therefore intends to keep its mind open. We shall ask for evidence on either side. But your honor, the burden of proof clearly rests with my opponent here. Can he produce any evidence to support his view? If your honor, please, I can. Will Thomas Mara please take the stand? Who? Me? No, no. Thomas Mara, Jr. I believe he and his mother are both in court today. Hi, Papa. Hi. <laughs> Tommy, do you believe in Santa Claus? I sure do. Gosh, he gave me a brand new sled last year. Mm-hmm. Now, Tommy, what does Santa Claus look like? Oh, there he is, sitting right over there. You're on the road. Tommy, Tommy. Why are you so sure that Santa Claus? Because my papa told me so. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Tommy. You... Mr. Papa? Uh, yes, you certainly will. <laughs> You're right Don't forget, Santa Claus. This uh, year I want a football helmet. Don't worry, Tommy. You'll get it. Mr. Kringle, if you don't mind. I'm sorry, sir. Your Honor, the state of New York concedes the existence of a Santa Claus, but in so conceding, we demand that Mr. Gailey stop presenting personal opinion as evidence. I insist he submit authoritative proof that Mr. Kringle here is the one and only Santa Claus. Now, Mr. Gailey, are you prepared to show that Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus on the basis of unprejudiced authority? Well, uh, no, uh, not now. I need a little time. Oh, why not now? Uh, tomorrow, Your Honor. Very well. Court's adjourned till tomorrow morning. Oh, brother. Now, come on, Susan, dear. Finish your supper. But I can't, Mother. All these things you're saying in the newspapers about Mr. Kringle and Mr. Gailey. They're having this trial because he says he's Santa Claus. He's so kind and nice and jolly. He's not like anyone else I know. He must be Santa. You know something? I think perhaps you're right. Is Mr. Kringle sad now, Mother? I'm afraid he must be. Then I'll write him a letter. Maybe that'll make him feel better. Maybe that'll cheer him up a little bit. Oh, Postman. Postman? Uh, yeah, lady? Would you mind taking this letter? Oh, sure, lady. We're going straight down to the post office now. Okay, Louie, take it away. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, what do you know, Louie? Another letter for Santa Claus. 
guy has a new one. Instead of North Pole, this kid's got it addressed to Chris Kringle, New York County Courthouse. Well, the kid's right. Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. They got him on trial down there. <laughs> he claims he's Santa Claus and the DA claims he's nuts. Hey, hey, I got an idea. How many Santa Claus letters we got down there with a dead letter office? Who knows? Maybe 50,000 fags and fags all over the joint. You mean... What's Lanky? Why not? Wouldn't it be nice to get rid of them all? <laughs> Wouldn't it? Boy, oh boy, look, Louie. As soon as we get to the post office and go see the supervisor. Hey, you know something? I thought we both get promoted. Since the defense has been unable to submit one shred of proof that Chris Kringle is the one and only Santa Claus, and since tonight is Christmas Eve, I ask, Your Honor, that this hearing be terminated without further delay. I protest. I do have evidence. Five minutes ago, you said you didn't. During Mr. Mara's oration, the bailiff handed my client the evidence I refer to. What evidence? This is Your Honor. Oh, yes, Mr. Kringle? It's from Susan Walker. She believes in me. This letter means more to me than anything in the world. That letter was delivered by the United States Post Office, an official agency of the federal government. The Post Office Department is one of the largest business concerns in the world. Last year, it did a gross volume of over $1 billion. And this year... Your Honor, I'm sure we're all gratified that the Post Office is getting along so well. But what bearing has it got to do on the sanity of that man? My point is that the Post Office Department is a model of efficiency. Furthermore, the laws of this country make it a criminal offense to willfully misdirect mail or intentionally deliver it to the wrong party. The state of New York is second to none in its admiration of the Post Office Department. We are very happy to concede Mr. Gailey's claim. For the record, Mr. Mara. For the record, anything to get on with this case. Thank you. Your Honor, that letter just received by Mr. Kringle is positive proof that a couple... Your Honor, one letter is hardly positive. I have further exhibits, Your Honor, but I hesitate to produce them. Come on, Mr. Gailey, put them here on my desk. Your Honor, I did put them on my desk. All right, boys, bring them in. Your Honor... Your Honor, what is this? Empty those mail sacks on Judge Harper's desk. Yeah, but, but we got six truckloads out there. Bring them in. It'll be fine for contempt of court. No, no, just a second. Oh, we'll do it. We'll do it, Your Honor. Through rain, through sleet, through courtrooms, anything. We go over. <laughs> Your Honor, every one of those letters in every one of those mail sacks is addressed to Santa Claus. The post office has delivered them here. Therefore, the post office department recognizes Chris Kringle to be the one... And only Santa Claus. Since the United States government declares this man to be Santa Claus, this court will not dispute it. Chase this man. Well, for heaven's sake, get this mail out of my courtroom. I came straight to Mason's to see you, Doris. Chris, I'm so glad you won. Thank you. Well, we're having a big Christmas party at the Brooks' home tomorrow morning. I'd like so much to see you and Susan there. We'll be there, Chris. Mm -hmm. Couldn't you... Couldn't you come home now? Have dinner with us? Now? Tonight? Me? Oh, my goodness, Doris. It's Christmas Eve. Alfred. Alfred, look. Look who came all the way out here to the home. 
just for our Christmas party. Christmas? It's Mr. Mason. Yes, and Mr. Gimble, too. Oh, excuse me, Alfred. Mrs. Walker and Susie have to leave now, and I... Uh... Mr. Darling, you've got so many presents. Not the one I wanted. Not the one Mr. Creel was going to get for me. Well, what was it? It doesn't matter. I knew I wouldn't get it. But I thought he'd at least tell me why. Susie, I'm sorry, Susie. I tried my best. But... You couldn't get it because you're not Santa Claus. Susan. Just a nice old man, like Mother said. But I was wrong when I told you that. You must believe in Mr. Kringle and keep right on doing it. You must have faith in him. That doesn't make sense, Mother. Faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. But, Mother, you always Susan. said... Just because things don't turn out the way you want them to the first time, you've still got to believe in people. I found... Hello, Doris. Fred. Mr. Gailey. Merry Christmas, Susie. Gosh, you just got here and we're just ready to leave. Oh, I've been here. And if you're ready to leave, I'll drive you home. So before you go, here. Here's a map I've made for you. You will miss a lot of traffic. About four miles south, you will see Ashley Avenue. That's the street you want. Ashley Avenue. Thanks, Kristen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Fred. And to you, my dear. And to you, Susie. Mr. Kringle, I do believe. I do. It's silly, I suppose, but I do. I don't understand it, Fred. The map Chris gave us definitely says Ashley Avenue. We've been on Ashley Avenue now for... Stop the car! Stop the car! Please! Susie, what is it, darling? What's the matter? There it is! The house! The house! Susie! What in the world? She's running into that house. At least there's no one home. It's brand new. It's just been built. Oh, for sale. It's... For sale? What on earth is that child up to? Wonderful thing after all. 
Edmund Terry Gwen. Third time you've been our Santa Claus, Teddy, and it was delightful as ever. Well, one of my favorite parts of me, because every time I'm Santa, I get letters from those pretty Lux girls. <laughs> right, well, we're doing a great story with Bill Connor as Fred, Patty Ironall as Susan, William Carlin as Mara, Holly Bear as Sawyer, Bill Boucher as Macy, Herb Field as the judge, and Yvonne Patey, Harry Shearer, Mary Jane Croft, Joe Forte... Ted DeCarcia, Shep Mankin, Howard McNair, Sam Edwards, Herb Bygren, and Eddie Marr. Original story by Valentine Davies. A radio play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.